welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. But they believe that it happened. 
the, the writer or the authorship of this psalm has been attributed to the sons of Korah. But many believe that as you look over this psalm, you see the imprint of David on it. The sons of Korah were the musicians. And they were in charge of the composing of the songs. And amen. It is believed by many that this one was really composed by David and given to them for production. Because as we look through this, we see the writer speaking to his soul time and time again. And we know from looking at David's writing that this is a well-familiar habit, well-familiar practice of the king to speak to his soul. Mm. There are some lessons that we can learn from this psalm which I trust that as we look at it today that the Lord would impress them on our hearts. That all of us would take another grip as it were to move forward in our walk with the Lord in our service to Him. Because I submit to us that time and time again as Christians, as believers, we all find ourselves in the very same situation that the writer found himself here. Times in our lives when Nothing seemed to make any sense. And after we would have done all that we know to do that is right, things still were not working out. And we begin to question, question ourselves. And one of the common refrains that we often use is, Why me? Why me, Lord? When, when things do not work out as we plan them and when we look around and we see that others are not necessarily experiencing the same things that we are experiencing we ask ourselves why me why me <laughs> because we tend to look at others not realizing that the path that the Lord has for each of us vary one from the other the path that the Lord would have each of us to trod vary one from the other. Sometimes, amen, there are some things that the Lord knows that some of us can handle and handle real well. Can I get an amen in the house? And so he allows those things to come our way. For he knows in his divine wisdom, if that were to come the way of some of us, we would have fallen apart. We would never, never be able to handle them. What he suggests to us is that when, when we are down and we are not feeling as we would have wanted to and things are not working out, we need to tell God how we feel. Very basic. Once I write, I said, are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? He says, tell it to Jesus. 
and tell it to Jesus alone. As we look at the example of this psalmist, we find that, amen, he told it to God, he told God exactly how he was feeling. And I say to us that as we look at the example of the psalm, or the psalmist as he writes it, we must remember God. No matter how desperate our situation might be. And we are to pray to him. The psalmist says, like the deer, or just as the deer, or the heart panteth for the water brooks. And this is a picture of a deer in a dry desert, searching for water. Are you following me, somebody? A parched desert, searching for a stream somewhere where you can get some water. David said, just as the heart, just as the deer longs for the water brook, so my soul longs after you, O God. Just as the deer knew that in order for it to survive, it needed to find some water in the desert, in that same manner, Lord, my soul longs after you. Mm. So just as a deer pants for the water brook, so my soul longs for you. The psalmist was uh, emotionally dehydrated. Physically, things were not well. Spiritually, he was at his wit's end. But he knew that his strength was in the Lord. He knew that all that he really needed to be refreshed, to be restored, is to be back at that place where he once was with the Lord. I submit to us that there are Christians, believers who are born again through faith in Jesus Christ, who found themselves in a place where, an unfamiliar place, let me put it that way, where their relationship, as it were, with God is not as it used to be. And instead of seeking after God, we allow ourselves to be sidetracked and start focusing on other things. May I submit to us that the devil will always find something to substitute. Uh, he will always find something to give to us, to occupy us, so that we do not pursue God as we need to. Because he knows that when we are at the right place with God, then we are okay. Am I talking to somebody today? And he will do whatever, whatever he can to hinder us from getting back to that right place 
with God. May, may I say to us that that is the place that God wants us to be. Can I get an amen? Amen. He wants us to be right there with Him in close fellowship, in true communion, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. So the psalmist here, he desperately longed for the Lord to rejuvenate his spirit, for him to be revived, for him to be refreshed. But he was out in another place and Jerusalem was so far from where he was, he was a long, long way from home. Jerusalem, my brother's sister, was where the presence of the Lord was. Uh, follow me here. The presence of the Lord first dwelled in the tabernacle, in the Holy of Holies, and later on in the temple. And so the psalmist was away from Jerusalem, away from the temple, away from that place where God dwelled. And so he longed for it now. It is important to establish that for us today who are born again through faith in Christ, God lives within us. The Holy Spirit lives within us believers. Amen. I think there will be a resounding amen. Amen. Bible said that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. That is when Jesus calls us home. Hallelujah. So we are sealed. So the Holy Spirit resides in us. Not like the saints of old. Where the Spirit will come upon them for a specific task. And then after what he would leave. And that's one of the reasons why with the men of old, though great as they were, sometimes we see them at extreme highs and sometimes at extreme low. Always remember Elijah, this aged man, run from Mount Carmel to Jezreel, a 17-mile journey, and he did it at a sprinter speed because he outrun the chariots. He outrun the king chariot. Think about that for a moment. He outrun the king chariot and he got there before the king chariot got there 17 miles non-stop. The big boy can run. Elijah for 17 miles now both probably can keep us for maybe five minutes or so. But this man ran 17 miles at a sprinter speed. When he arrived at Jezreel, there was a note there from Jezebel the Queen. Say, Reverend, your head is mine. Just as you did to my prophets, so it's going to be with you. And the man of God moved from that extreme high to that extreme low in such a short period of time that he said, God, I'm not ready to die. Lord, I'm, I can't deal with this. 
I can't deal with this challenge now. Not realizing all that God has just done, I just delivered him from. The point I'm making is the prophets of old, the Spirit came upon them for specific tasks, and then he would have left them. And they would go back so low sometimes, oh Lord, that we would wonder. Ah, but for us believers, the Spirit of God is always with us. Jesus says, He is with you and He shall be in you. Mm. He's with us all the time. So the prophet here, the psalmist, desired to go back to Jerusalem, to the place where God dwells. And, and I submit to us that Many of us from time to time, although we know, although we are aware that God dwells in us, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, as the Bible says, we know that. But sometimes we feel so far from God. Can I get an amen in the house? As if God is so distant from us that there nothing seems to be working out, nothing seems to be making sense, no matter how. Hard I try. And then you will find some ignorant believer who will even want to tell you that, well, it's because there are things that are not right and you need to do this and you need to do that. Listen, sometimes everything will be right. But God takes us through a process. Am I talking to somebody? Amen. God has a plan for our lives. Amen. And in the presence of trouble, is not indicative of the absence of God. Amen. Sometimes we go through trouble and we go through the trouble because we are doing what God wants us to do. We are walking in obedience to His Word, but then there is trouble. Am I talking to somebody? Trouble. Paul said we are troubled on every side. Everywhere we turn, there is trouble. And we are walking in the way of God. We are doing what God wants us to do. Yeah. A very, very practical example, brothers and sisters. It was Jesus who said to his disciples, I want you to meet me over on the other side of the lake, or the Sea of Gennesaret. I want you to meet me on the other side. The Bible says they went into a boat and they went across to be Jesus. In obedience to what Jesus told them to do, in the midst of the ocean, there was a storm. A storm arose, and it tossed them to and fro that they were afraid that they were going to die as a result of the storm. But understand this, they were doing exactly as the Lord told them to do. So it is not every time when things do not go well or things are not going well in our lives, it means that something is wrong. Oh, we remember Brother Joe. Cannot forget Brother Joe. Am I talking to somebody? Yes, Cannot forget this brother, this man of God, that everything was well. He had everything. He had everything. And as we saw last week, 
in one day he lost everything he lost his wealth he lost his business he lost his family he lost his servant he lost he lost his possession and then lastly he lost his health in one day but nothing was really wrong with brother job spiritually brother job was on the right track amen the man pleased God so much that God used him as an example. He said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Oh Lord, what a word. Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him. There is none like him. Yeah. Satan said, well, all that a man has will he give for his life. Mm -hmm. All that a man has, he will give for his life. And so God permitted Satan to afflict Job just to prove to Satan that God knew already how Job was going to respond. Oh, oh Lord. Think about it. That's, that's really that's really a tough one, you know. But God is God. Yeah. And He does exactly as He pleases. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yeah. The world and they that dwell therein. Have you ever considered and given any much thought to it that it doesn't matter what we possess in this life? We saw everything when we came here. That it was already here before we got here. Oh, Lord. We didn't bring anything with us. We saw everything here. And when our time comes to leave, we leave everything here for somebody to come after and to occupy, to take over, uh, to pick up where we left off, if I may say. But God. Nothing was wrong with him. He was right. He was living right. Ah. So don't condemn yourself as a Christian simply because you are going through some hardship. First of all, examine yourselves. And once that examination is clear, keep trusting, keep believing, keep praising God. For God is able to see you through no matter what it is that you're experiencing. Am I talking to us? Life is not easy and the Christian life is not without its struggle. Jesus says, in this world you shall have tribulation. That's what he says to us. That we will have tribulation in this world. But then he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Implying that because I have overcome, you also will overcome. You are an overcome. So be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Oh, Lord. Because things are not going well with you. 
Don't get everybody together and have a pity party. Let's trust God. Amen. Let's trust God. Depend on God. Keep doing what you're doing what is right. Amen. For the glory of God. The psalmist who had been ridiculed by his, his enemies. Say, where, where is your God? And sometimes the ungodly when we go through difficulties as Christians, that's what they say of us. And I, 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 think, I think he said he was a Christian. I think she said she was a Christian. As if because we are Christians, then everything is going to be all right. There's not going to be any challenge. Bible makes it clear. Paul tells us, the book of first Timothy, they that will live godly in this life must suffer, shall suffer persecution. So it is part of, amen, the process that we go through as Christians. Ah, let's go back to the psalmist here for a moment. Amen. They ask him, where is, where is your God? Where is the God that you're calling upon? Where is the God that you talk so much about? Where is he? Now the psalmist could not go to the house of God. He could not go. And many believe that this was indeed David. Because it was during that time when he was exiled. Running from his son Absalom. That he found himself in this situation could not go back to Jerusalem, could not go to the temple where, amen, he met with God time and time again, but he could not. So he was in exile. He was away from the house of God. It's interesting that even during this COVID, COVID uh, crisis, when we could not gather together in the Lord's house, I hear Gregory say, I, I just miss church. <laughs> I just miss being in church. I just miss church because church really is part of our DNA. It's part of who we are. We love to come together, amen, to worship. We love to gather together to sing out our souls to the Lord, to tell him how much we appreciate him. Amen. To tell him how much we love him for bringing us thus far because for many of us he has brought us a mighty long way amen and we want to use every opportunity to come together to say lord thank you amen we do it when we are by ourselves but it is even more special when we gather together with like-minded people everybody amen saying to god thank you lord everybody Amen. Focus on God and just giving Him praise for what He has done for them. It is, it is just something wonderful. But even during the time of this uh, pandemic, the earliest stage, we could not come to the house of God. And uh, we all miss that. And so, in a sense, we can get an understanding of what the psalmist was experiencing. Oh, Lord when he could not go to the temple to worship. He could not go to the house of God. But God is omnipresent. 
Oh Lord. He's everywhere at the same time. There is absolutely no distance with our God. So his soul was downcast. His soul was deeply depressed. He was, he was down. Mm. But in the darkest hour, the psalmist spoke to himself in faith rather than in doubt. And I want to, I want to pause here and to say to us that when we go through our challenges, we need to be careful as God's children that we do not continue to speak doubt to ourselves. But rather, we begin to speak faith to ourselves. Because in those moments, in those challenging hours, we can actually destroy ourselves and hinder our progress, hinder our going forward. Am I talking to us today? By speaking doubt to ourselves. We need to begin to speak faith to ourselves. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, Lord. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will praise Him as long as I live. It is important that in those difficult moments that we begin to speak faith to ourselves instead of doubt. For the Bible tells us that with God, my God is alive. All things are possible. Does not Jesus might be made manifest in our 
bodies. Therefore we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Mm. Just as Paul believed that God would deliver him through his trials and spoke accordingly. The psalmist spoke in faith. He believed that God would help him. And so he praised God from the pit of his despair. Hmm. When he could not go to the place where God's presence dwelled, he believed that God would come to him. He would be helped by God's countenance, his face, which refers to God's very presence, that God would show up, that God would offer help, that God would rescue him. And so he speaks to his soul. And he says, soul, hope in God. Hope in God. Hope, why are you cast down? Why are you troubled? He said, hope in God. For I will yet praise him. I believe time and time again, we believers, all of us, have to speak to our soul. Speak faith to our troubled soul from time to time. He said, soul arise. Why are you cast down? Why are you troubled? Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Mm. Hope thou in God. The psalmist sought after the Lord. God is always there. Say, you shall seek me and you shall find me. When you shall search for me with all your heart. Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. If you are hungering, if you are thirsting after God. The Bible is saying that you are going to be filled. All you need to do is keep on pressing on. Keep on keeping on. Mm. Matthew 7 or John 7 and verse 37 the Bible says in the last day the great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink if any, any man thirst let him come to me whether, whether you are born again or not any man so if you if you do not know christ as your savior and you're experiencing this thirsting this this challenge this desire for something better amen the desire to fulfill your life's potential jesus is saying come on to me come to me i will give purpose to your life come to me I will reshape things for you. Come to me. And I will fulfill in your life the things that need to be fulfilled in order that you might live out your purpose. You might live out the reason why God had you here on this planet. 
Any man thirst, let him come to me. And then I submit that there might be somebody in this house today that needs to be refixed, reshaped, refocused. Give Jesus a chance in your life today and watch him do miracles. Give him a chance. Those things that you have been trying to do all these years and never come close to them. Give Jesus a chance and watch him fulfill it in your life. So this psalmist here, he longed for worship, longed to be in the presence of the Lord, longed to be with the people of God so that he could express his gratitude to God. He could expect to express his praises to God to say, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done. You know, God, amen, wants us to be thankful God wants us to give Him thanks. Especially for us believers, those of us who know Him and call Him our Father. We have to live a life of thanksgiving every day. Every day. Because as we look over our lives, we can find so many, so many things to give God thanks for. We find them on a daily basis to say, thank you, Father. And so our prayers as believers, when we go to God in prayer, it's not always about asking. It's not always about asking God to do this for us, but it's also an acknowledgement of God's amen presence in our lives and the work that He has done and the work that He's doing to point our attention back to Him and to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Imagine, imagine your children as a parent and they care nothing about you other than want to. When they want something, they come. When they want something, they come. That's it. When they want something, they come. But you don't get a call unless they want something. How are you going to feel about that? You're certainly not going to be happy. Can I get an amen? Amen. But when, when, when they keep in touch with you, Oh Lord. And they give you a call here and there and, and you know it, 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 it softens your heart. Am I talking to somebody? It certainly does. That you're always ready, always willing to help. Always willing because there is that relationship. Amen. And God wants us to have a relationship with Him, not just to go and to ask Him for this. He said, Ask He is the one who says to us, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find, not that it shall be opened unto you. It is he who commands us to. Can I get an amen? So there is nothing wrong with asking. But what I'm saying to us is that our lives should not just be a series of asking. But they ought to be time to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so loving. Thank you for taking care of me. God wants us, amen, to say thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you are doing on my behalf. Mm, thanks. Bible says we have to live lives of thanksgiving. In everything, we say give thanks. 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And even as we approach the Thanksgiving season, we need to be mindful that as Christians, Thanksgiving is a daily affair for us. That daily we give our God thanks. Oh Lord. Winding down here. The Bible admonishes us that we are to draw near to God and when we draw near to God, God draws near to us. We are far from God because we are not drawing near to Him. Mm. The burden is on us because God is omnipresent. And wants to have a deeper relationship with all of us. Every one of us. But it is up to us. We must have that desire. We must have that longing. Amen. We must have that burden in our hearts. Want to. Want to be drawn closer and closer and closer to Him. The burden is on us. God has already done his part. He has already, already given his son, Jesus Christ, who laid down his life on Calvary for our sins, that we today can be forgiven. He has already done his part. The burden is on us. And I submit to us that even now, he is moving by his spirit. As his word goes forth, he knocks on our door. And the Bible says, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not. Do not harden your heart if you hear the voice of God. Today you might feel like you are a foreigner, you're a Christian, but you feel like you're in exile from God. You're nowhere close to him. Here we have the example of a great man of God who found himself in that situation as well. And he gives us here some instructions as to how we can get back in place, how we can, amen, renew our relationship with him, we must tell God how deeply we long for His presence. We are to tell Him. We are to remember God no matter how desperate our situation gets. Then we are to pray that God will defend and God will deliver us. Sometimes the Enemies that we deal with are not necessarily physical that we can see. Sometimes it's the attack on our minds, those thoughts that keep coming, they keep coming, they keep coming. And we have to, by the aid and help of God, pull them down in Jesus' name and replace them with faith. We find faith in the Word of God. We begin to speak to ourselves as the Word tells us in Psalms and hymns and
spiritual song, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. When, when the enemy would attack us and amen, try to keep us down, we need to counteract that with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. Just having fellowship with God. It's having our own time of worship. It's having our own time together. And it doesn't matter where we are, whether we're on the job or we're at home, and it doesn't matter. Amen. We can still deep in our hearts, sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. Amen. And rid ourselves of those attacks that the enemy would send to our minds to try to keep us down, to destroy us. The Word of God tells us, believers, that we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. For greater is He that is in us, speaking of the Holy Spirit, than He that is in the world. Amen. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it does not matter how difficult the road might get, my brother, my sister, my friend, it does not matter. God is able to see you through. God is able to take you through, no matter what. Let us resolve in our hearts today that we are going to trust Him. We are going to obey Him. We are going to have faith in God, knowing that His promises are true. Whatever God tells us that He will do, God will do it. God cannot lie. God is a God of truth. And we can put our trust, we can lay our hopes on the word of God that God is going to see us through. He has done too much for you to leave you now. Say, we'll never leave you, neither will he forsake you. Let us pull ourselves together. No matter what we, where we are in life and what the challenges may be, let us put ourselves together and hope in God. Hope in God. For God is able to see us through. May God help us this morning. May God help us this morning. Some struggling believer is going through a whole lot. May God help us. You are dealing with the trials and the tribulations of life. May God help you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And not to have big parties for yourself, but to acknowledge that this is the pathway for all of us believers. There is struggle, there is trial, there is tribulation. But amen. When we see Jesus, the songwriter says, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. When we, when we come to the end of our journey and we see Jesus. Oh, it's going to work it all. All the little things that we experience in this life, they will seem like nothing. But the joy that we will experience when we see Jesus. So I say to you today, fight on. Carry on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep fighting. God is going to see you through. And in the end, your heart is going to rejoice. Hallelujah.
If you do not know the Lord as your Savior today, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Doesn't matter who you are, matter where you have been, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, the Bible says, you shall be saved. And you can be today if you will give Jesus a chance in your life. Invite him in. Say he will come in and he will fellowship with you. And you will share fellowship with him. And after you would have done so today, tell somebody that you made that decision to invite Jesus into your heart as your Savior. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you for your word, the truth of your word. Thank you for the instructions that you give us through your word. Pray to God that you would bless your word to our hearts today. Give us receptive hearts that even today we would not allow this word to slip from us. But, oh God, we would meditate on it. And, Lord, we would do what you would have us to do. Glorify yourself, we pray, Lord. Save somebody today. Heal somebody. Deliver somebody today. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.